Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks I'm Carl Hartley. I'm Max Peterson, and sitting in with us today for a very special ooky spooky first of October episode. I don't know if it's the, the first. It's the our first, first episode October episode. In October. Yeah. I got you sitting to my right is my lovely wife, Bird. Hey. Um, I was just about to start like pimping all of your websites. I don't know why. I was like, and here's where you can find out more about our guest. So <laughs> we. She probably be okay with that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So the theme of the month, the the welcome to, welcome to Halloweeny season. Um, so the theme of the month is terror obscura, and I, I was looking over our list and I'm like, this is a weird collection of kind films. Kind of is. The reason we the the collection of films is weird is our whole concept was obscure horror films that people probably haven't seen. Right. Because I feel like there's been a lot a, of them are on the, like the outskirts of. I think people's brains, like, they will have heard of these movies, but not necessarily seen them. Like, there's a mythos about, like, yeah. a lot of these movies. Several of these movies, mostly this first one that we're going to mm-hmm. do. The movie we're talking about today, before we go any further, right. is The Last House on the Left. Um, it's the original 1972 uh, and Wes Craven's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is, like, this in particular is a movie where if you say it, People are like they know it. Oh, it's yeah. That's I've that movie's the. It's like Deep Throat, Behind the Green Door, Caligula. Those sort of like titles of movies that people are like. Ooh, mm-hmm. I've heard of that shit. Did you just pick the th- the three porn movies yes. that we briefly talked about yes. doing for the show? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like weird art house underground porno movies. Behind the Green Door is almost like an art film mm-hmm. the way that it's shot. Anyway. Awkward. Some of the movies, like there, I'd say there are two movies this month that most people just haven't heard of. I I feel like I've never heard anyone mention uh, the Serpent and the Rainbow, mm-hmm. and I very rarely hear people talk about Sleepaway Camp. So we picked those ones because they're like, they're like kind of like forgotten gems or mm-hmm. underground like. Uh, movies that people haven't heard of at all, but Straw Dogs, everyone knows yeah. like Straw Dogs. Yeah, that movie's so violent. I'm like, have you seen it? And they're like, no, but it's yeah, <laughs> right. it's such a violent, <clears throat> crazy. And then in this one too, actually, it's funny. I posted on Instagram. Uh, we're recording this at the end of August, right? So I kind of teased October because I'm like, ooh, Halloween. We got it started. Yeah, fall. I posted the the cover to Last House on the Left. Um, and I on Instagram and it connected to my Facebook and when I went to Facebook to look at my like Your last feed? house yeah. yeah people are like can't do it man not this one too heavy too oh, crazy yeah. too extreme yeah. and I was like have you seen it though because mm-hmm. like because we watched it we're about Before to talk about it and I'm like have you seen this movie like you're saying too extreme too heavy too crazy and they're like yeah man it came out a couple years ago I'm like nope that's no. the remake yeah this is the original this is the movie for those of you at home, that like, yeah, it is a controversial film. This movie's still banned in England. Mm-hmm. Nineteen, the nineteen seventy two uncut version of Last House on the Left is is uh, censored. Yes, in the UK, you can't watch the uncut version of this film over there. Like this, it's eighteen and a half minutes. Yeah, it's and just cops walking down a highway. It's just the it's <laughs> <laughs> Benny Hill is cut. Behind Benny the Hill is cut behind him exactly. But like. I don't know, cause cause we watched it, and I let's get get it right out of the way. Sure. I don't think this is even close to the worst thing we've watched. 
Oh, no. This is not as upsetting no. as I sp- any of the I Spit on Your Grave no. movies. This, which, but I had a thought about that, too, is that had we watched this first, would we have the opposite reaction? Because we were kind of like, we were joking off mics the other day that, like, and on mic, too, I think, like, we've watched, there has been a lot, there have been a lot of movies this season in particular that deal with this subject matter. Right rape in particular yeah. and there's been a lot of it and I'm feeling like maybe are we getting desensitized to it I actually because had the same we're thought. like we've seen so many of them we've talked and watching them and then just dealing with them on your own and going about your normal life is one thing because they percolate you don't but we have the benefit of sitting down and talking about them for an hour and a half and right. we kind mm-hmm. of purge some of that that shit that might be like hanging out that uncomfortable not feeling right about it right. shit gets put out but I don't know, man. I thought some of the, some of the stuff in this one was more. Well, I don't was know. There one was one moment, but the rest of it, rest I feel of it felt like a it kind of happened off yeah. screen for the most part. Well, the part. first encounter certainly did. Which the first oh, yeah, encounter yeah, yeah. with the bad guys happens off. Well, the but, um. Well, I was thinking like the other thing is with when we did the four part Patreon exclusive, I spit on your grave mm-hmm. series of films. We were very, like, a lot of our conversation was, like, the cinematography, here's why this scene was so effective. Mm-hmm. And when you dissect something so meticulously, you kind of defang it a little bit. take the teeth out of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still horrific. Right. And the, the other thing about the, because uh, we, we came out of that series, It if you want to go and hear it, head over to patreon.com slash Peterson. But... Um, you, we can't talk about this without talking about the discussion that we had with those movies, really. True, yeah. So, I Spit on Your Grave is 1978. This is 1972. So, the one of the things that I tried to keep in mind when I was writing notes is this really, truly is the, first, the kickoff. Yeah. Like, before this movie, there's nothing like this movie. Right. Then this movie comes along, and it opens this flood. The Which flood is why gets. it was so controversial. Like, we're going to show there's a, a lot of this. There's a we're reason going, yeah. that people know this one, where it's like, you say the name, and they're like, oh, God, I would never watch that, ever. Mm-hmm. And um, let, the reason that we're, I'm talking around it is, Bird, what was, you gave me a two-word review of the movie, because we try not to talk about it. Oh, should I, should I oh, sure. say that now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Dog shit. Yeah. You didn't like it either. No. Interesting. Th- this is not my first viewing of it either, and I remember kind of like the Mac, mm-hmm. in a way. You misremembered like, it? I misremembered it. Maybe not so much misremembered it, but I've seen so many movies between the last time I've seen this movie, and movies of this kind, like I Spit on Your Graves and things like that, where right. this now is like, oh no, this movie, it, that's a very good two-word description. It is dog shit. Mm-hmm. I completely yeah. disagree with both of you, but that's fine. Oh. And I don't think, and this is not going to be a case of... Like uh, when we did the prisoners mm-hmm. episode or the unforgiven episode, where we like slowly meet in the middle or right. try and change your mind. I think this movie is what you bring to it. A lot of it, mm-hmm. and I, before watching this film, I'd never seen the. I've never seen this movie oh, okay. before we screened it. I watched all of the documentaries and interviews mm-hmm. and featurettes. <laughs> See, I don't have that. Yeah, going on. So, so you you did all that. Before we screened it, yeah. Before oh, I even watched, so you had that all I watched that in the, your brain. Yeah, I I watched this with the history of the film, anecdotes from shooting. Wes Craven's um like there's a great documentary called Still Standing, um the legacy of Last House on the Left, um where Wes Craven basically lays out his motivations for 
for the writing this film. Why do you even make this film? Yeah, like what was going through his head? He there's a lot of cool anecdotes from the cast and from Wes Craven about what happened when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So I had all that in my head when I watched this film, and I think I was able to, you know, normally you're bringing more to it though. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting so if you, thing. If you watch it cold, I can see how you'd just be. But that's how these movies are intended to be seen. So. Is just cold. Yeah. yeah. So with that, it is, it is dog shit. If you have understanding the history of it and the anecdotes, that is a completely separate thing. That does not make the movie better. No. That's something well, that you bring to it. I argue against that as well. I'm, really? I, okay. Yeah. The cold watch. Okay. So mm-hmm. you and I, I know Bird is and not in this camp, right. but you and I watch a lot of watermill movies. Oh, absolutely. And okay. love a lot of them. Right. Yeah. So knowing, like, there, when you watch this movie... I, I live in a, sp- a space where every movie is its own thing because okay. if if you watch this and you're like was that as good as Christopher Nolan's Interstellar? Well, of course not. It's yeah, you're you have to it's not you have to. It's I judge movies with a yardstick with a yardstick appropriate <laughs> to the film. Okay. Because when Wes Craven made this movie, I knew this before watching any of the right. special features. I knew that this was his first film and I knew a little bit about his experience um like on the film or well there's like Robert Rodriguez's first film El Mariachi he made it for like six thousand dollars and he made it for six thousand dollars in like 1980 or whatever which is which is a great film by the way yeah at least I'm remembering now I'm starting to second guess my might not be a great film but the thing that I I remember is he's shooting with like a crew that doesn't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. he has no fucking idea what he's doing and they have like I think they made the movie for ninety thousand dollars El Mariachi or no last house on the left so I think the budget for this film is 90k which is kind of close I think Night of the Living Dead was made for 40 yeah or something like that it was like less than 100,000 way less than 100,000 I think I think you're being unnecessarily generous you think so I think your personal experience is playing a lot into this yeah okay I mean because the tone is inconsistent the shooting sucks the tone the The music is bizarre very strange but the tone is terrible but the tone is not inconsistent for Wes Craven at all. This is this is utterly Wes Craven, completely. Am I wrong? Night, not night, think, not for him, but just for a film that's supposed like to, thinking of like Nightmare on Elm Street is super consistent. There is no wacky like hijinks in Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one, no. Yeah, there is. There, there absolutely there's, is. There's high school kids being high school kids, but for the and Freddy, Freddy no. is super dark in the first one. No, he's not. Oh yeah, he is. He absolutely is not. He cracks one-liners the whole movie. What are you in, talking not about? Not in the first one. Yes, he does. That doesn't happen until like the second and third one. He doesn't become a, a goofball. They actually address that in the new Nightmare, when it's like the the movie exists in the world where. It's an like Freddy is an actual demon. It's like he turned him into a comic book character eventually. When he started dark, he started super dark, and you you capture the demon because now people are afraid. But then eight movies come out and you turn him to a comic book character, and suddenly people aren't afraid anymore, and the and the demon is released. That's the whole like thesis of New Nightmare. I've never so seen the New very, Nightmare. So the very first Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street has very little humor in it at all. It's super dark. It's not until you get into I would say like this, this a bit of the second one, but in the third one in particular, is where you know the dream warriors start to get. I don't a little remember bit more that at camp. all. Yeah, the I first remember... one is like super. He barely speaks at all, and when he does, they are one-liners. But I was like, I'm gonna fuck you, bitch. Like, Gah! I don't. I all I remember about the first Nightmare on Elm Street is it being like 
like a really funny, goofy, good time. Oh no, that's all, it's like uber dark. Uh, like there's, I, I remember like jo- like the Johnny Depp blood bed mm-hmm. thing. I thought that was like hysteri- that doesn't the strike first... you as funny. Maybe I mean maybe, maybe. Not. I don't maybe, know I don't know maybe I'm bringing my own <laughs> thing to it. Um, okay, so I'll skip all my notes on the background, which I think is really fascinating because no, it sounds can, like no. I like dig in. I'm like this isn't like a like to shut you down. That's okay. Be... Let's go through the movie from the start before I get into the background. Let's right, just cool. talk about the film, and then we can talk about the if we want to. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean that's what um, we do the show for. So the based on true events <laughs> thing at the beginning of the movie. Right, that's the first thing we see. No, with if you came in cold, it reads like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But knowing what I know, I think it's actually a wink to his his inspiration, which was the Vietnam is, War. Oh. This is this whole movie is a, his critique of basically the Vietnam War. I won't talk about the background. Of this, but okay. this is just what this is about. That okay. that based on true events. Um, it's based on his childhood watching. The Vietnam War documentary footage on television, and then going to the movies where Clint Eastwood was shooting like laser gun, gunfire, one right. shot, the guy falls, there's no blood. He's watching children as a child. He's watching on television like children who've been napalmed and all their yeah. skin is missing, and like women with one arm running out of the jungle. Like that's what he's watching the on true television. Horror on television. He's watching. Right. Yeah. So he saw violence, and then he went to the movies and he saw nothing that looked even familiar at all like violence so that's what his inspiration is for this movie it's like we're gonna show the real thing yeah okay so okay so the so he meant not like specific true events but just like this happens in real life i think it's almost sort of like yeah like a cheeky sort of way of saying like this movie is based on on real violence right that's interesting yeah right then this story didn't necessarily happen yeah, this particular story didn't but happen. But this happens every day. Right. This, I think it's almost like the the tone of this movie is mm-hmm. based on true events, the Vietnam War. Right. Or name a violent act <clears throat> that you read about or something. So I think that's sort of like a, a nod there. Um, My first note is the mailman. I like yeah. I like the quick tonal shift of the mailman because it sort of sets the, the tone for the movie where he's like, well, she sure got all the mail in the whole world. Boy, she just, just turned 17, that beautiful girl. Yes, Call And then all of a sudden, he's like, best piece of yeah, ass a, I ever <clears throat> like, She's the prettiest piece in the... Prettiest piece I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. So, yeah. it immediately... <laughs> immediate you factor is my first note. Immediate you factor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... Mm-hmm. that's I. This is the, the first moment of the movie is a moment that I love. Where you see a regular guy who's just do like yeah, a mailman a doing his job, and then there's a hundred and eighty degree, yeah. and you see like this guy that on the surface you thought was a nice dude. He's has, nice to the dog, even. Yeah. Yeah. He has. Oh, come on in here, cuddles. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you're right. And isn't that amazing? <clears throat> where yeah. it's like you know he's being. He says, "Oh, just turned seventeen. Wow, she is the prettiest piece I ever did see." Right. Oh. So he goes from being nice to the dog and being the aw shucks mailman who's like, "Oh." Yeah. Nothing. Old Marie, the cutest to girl in town. And you're like, right. oh, we're uh, watching the Andy Griffith show. And then he's basically like, I'd f- break off a piece of that yeah. if I could. And there's that I would break sudden, that sudden turn is really, really rough. Yeah. And I loved, I loved the dichotomy because you're like, oh wow, that weird shadow of darkness in this like. Nice and it's right. Guy. It's right away. Right. And then we we start doing. We see that later with all of the characters. Mm-hmm. 
like none of these characters are totally flat. I know that mm. I yeah I know you guys both disagree, but that's fine. No, that's all right. That's part of the fun. Yeah. Um. But I there's no one here who's one note at all. The closest would maybe be Sadie, but even she has a strange turn. That's the, the Sadie the is the, the is the is the tough as nails. She's street. the mom. Oh, she's be- the mom. Okay. No, no, no. Sadie is the mom in the dark family unit. Oh, okay. That's Krug Sadie. is the dad. Right. Sadie is the mom. Junior is the son. And Weasel is like the uncle. Then, so Krug is the, the also dad. fucks the mom? Krug is literally the dad of right, Junior. Of Junior, yes. Yeah. Sadie is not his mom, though. No. So. so <clears throat> yeah, so when there's Weasel's, the gray, gray suit. Mm-hmm. So what we right. have in the movie is a double family unit. They're the devil's rejects. That kind of. They're like proto Firefly family. But basically, the movie is two family, two family units clashing with each other. And also, it's, it's like the. Family unit and the family unit in the upside down, where it's like dad, mom, and Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mary. And then uh, we don't have a family member analog, but then you flip it upside down and you have Krug, Sadie Jr., and Weasel. And by the end of the movie, there's no is difference. Weasel the dog? No, Weasel. Weasel is the gray suit. No, dude. no. Oh. I mean, in the right side up. Oh, in up. the right side up? I think it would be the dog. The <laughs> yeah. family dog. Yeah, Weasel's She's the dog. She's also gray. Yeah, also gray. Interesting. Um, You're welcome. Watch us bring a lot more to this movie. <laughs> I don't think we're going to, but no. uh, Fred J. Lincoln, the guy who plays Weasel, two quick notes about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, he, well, first of all, he hates this movie. Yeah. He is well, He is completely on the, the rest of the cast is fairly unified. They all believe it's a fairly strong film. They all still came out when it was related to, to each other. Right. Yeah, they, they, they're all like together on it. And Fred, Fred hates this movie and has a real like, Animosity with the rest of the cast and crew. Oh wow! And he's uh, actually a porn actor. There are several people in here who came from porn. That's um, what the acting reflects that in a lot of ways. Well, actually, yeah. the film reflects it because it was originally written as, as a, porn? a porn film. Interesting. What? Last House on the Left was originally written as a hardcore horror porn film, and the actors went to Wes Craven and were like. Like Lucy, for example, Lucy Grantham. She's the. It's like I feel there's more meat on the I'm bone. Way more uncomfortable she's now. The, she's the. Yeah, she's the one bit. who drinks from the, from the stream. Like if you ever, I went and found some of the original script after we watched this. It's, it's crazy, dude. Because this is originally meant to be what he wanted to do. It was actually show it, show it. Yeah, he was good. All the sex scenes are are written in to the original script, like close up POV, and there was literally going to be like. There was, I, I, I don't want to see that. There was a ugh. scene where Sadie cuts off. It explains a lot it does. about this movie. It does. There's a this s- is a porn film without the porn in it. Yeah. So the idea the was. The porn that nobody would want to watch except really dark, fucked up people. The idea was to utterly shatter and destroy the whole like mythos of both the porn film and the violent film. Interesting. Because the violent film never shows violence at this time. And the porn film is all like. Oh, here I am. Oh, look, it's 26. Actually, that does a really interesting thing, though. Because people that go to see it, like, you're, you're expecting to see the horror and the violence, but you're never shown it because, oh, that's too much. But you're going to see something that is horrible and violent. And if that's actually shown to you for real, it's like, I'm not expecting to see um, the genitalia actually banging up against each other in a violent way. But if you actually do see that... Whole, that that's that's kind of like the film maybe like this is what you wanted to fucking see now right. deal with it 
Yeah. That, this is what actually happens. Yeah, he he states. But I don't want to see that shit. He and the producer. Well, that's that's like, a, there's a oh, there's a great quote right here. I actually have it right here. So this is actually from one of the documentaries. I said I wasn't gonna, but it, it totally no, it's, applies. Um, Craven says, okay, for some background, mm-hmm. when this movie first came out, people the uh, there were like the the theater managers were making their own cuts. Of the film, they were mm. they were they were cutting they out were sections. cutting out sections and making their own like cleaner cuts, um, and five theaters on the East Coast, uh, people were th- calling in bomb threats. They were threatening to bomb the theater because the movie was too violent. Like wow, think about the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But like the exact quote is: there were theaters in Rhode Island that got bomb threats and got held up at like gunpoint. Like people came back after the movie with guns. A and show like, of real violence at a film that is showing fake violence. Sim- yeah, simulated. Right. Violence. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there That's was that cognitive dissonance. There's right? repeated. Um, there was repeated instances of middle of the movie, people trying to break into the booth to destroy to the destroy print. the film. That is fucking people are stupid. This is fake violence, and you're gonna be actually violent, right? Too. So like this, yes. In 19, we can look back on it now in right. 2018 and say like, okay, and really, is it? It's there's stuff. There's stuff in here that's gross mm-hmm. and bad, yeah. and it's very violent. Yeah. But like you're looking back and you're like, is it really that shocking? But in 1972, this gives you what how people reacted to it gives you a sense of that like nothing like this had it ever ex- been. Seen. It explains their marketing a lot. It's um, only a movie. It's, it's only, only a movie. A movie. Yeah. Right. Um, they had walkouts. One guy, ha- an older guy, had a heart attack, which is interesting because that happened in Hostel too. There were seven heart attacks oh when Hostel first God, came that's out. That's insane. It's because when they screened Hostel, they didn't tell people what it was that it was a movie. And people oh, they thought, thought it was, it was Hotel film. of the Movie. Well, they thought it was a snuff. Oh, film. they thought it was actual. Well, there's they, yeah. They didn't like. They didn't market it. They just showed it, and they were like, "What the fuck." <laughs> oh my people god! Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like a bunch of heart attacks during oh the hospital screenings. But so, they the interviewer asks Wes Craven. They're like, "So, what do you think about that?" Like 1972, this movie's still banned in England. It's one of the most controversial films ever made. Some of your actors don't talk to you anymore, mm-hmm. and people were trying to burn theaters down and destroy the print. And he goes, "Either I'm a very sick bastard." Or I showed people something that they didn't like to see. And the guy goes, didn't want to see? And he goes, no, didn't like like to to see. see." Because he he makes that... That's a distinction there, isn't it? Yeah, he says... uh, There's a... His follow-up quote is that the... The part of his thesis for the film is the more you know about violence, the more you can walk away from it or won't be attracted to it. Versus violence as, quote, a glib solution. He calls it the one-shot Western hero. Interesting. Um, where, you know, like, John Wayne walks into the screen and pow, he's pow, like... Pow, pow, pow. Bad guys are dead. And when, and when you see it, you're like, yeah, John Wayne shot the bad guys and now there's no more problem. You're not seeing the exit wound and the horrible sepsis that's happening and the, like... Remember the scene in Unforgiven? You didn't watch it, but remember the scene in Unforgiven where they tag the dude with the rifle? Yeah. And he's like, I'm dying. My stomach hurts. Can yeah. I have oh, some wait. water? I did see that. Can I please have some water? Get him some water. Uh, yeah. When do you ever see that in a Western you before know. Unforgiven? Right, you know, exactly. Yeah. So Craven's whole thing was like, he's watching these, like Clint Eastwood, solve his problems by murdering people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's made, and the guy, the murderer is the hero every right. time. every time. So he's like, okay. People want to watch porn, and people want to watch violence. I will show people porn. I will show people sex and violence. I and then go ahead. 
I just have a query. Yeah, go ahead. How much of this film was shot before they decided not to make it a porn? None of it. They were when they ah, were doing rehearsals. That was, I was thinking that too. Uh, Fred and uh, Lucy, who were both the porn actors, came to him and they're like, you know, honestly, Wes, I think this script is strong enough that you can tell the story without showing the sex. The sex is like would be very shocking. There's a scene where um, uh, Sadie, the character who plays Sadie, who by the way is. Uh, Oh shit! I forgot the guy's name. But Richard Dreyfus. She's married to yeah. She's Richard Dreyfus's wife. <laughs> but the girl who plays Sadie was meant to cut off Mary's breasts and eat them on screen. What? Jesus! That was in the original script. Like that is in there. There's <clears throat> not. I don't want to get too graphic. The, the movie is very shocking and graphic. Yeah. So look, I'm gonna talk about it, and it's no, gonna absolutely. be it's gonna be really fucking harrowing. There's scenes where like. That actually the makes sense for her character. She was like crazy. Obsessed she was really the, crazy. Yeah. But there's there's scenes Craziness. in the original script where like after they basically gut, um, they pull her intestines out. When they pull, yeah, it's it's uh, Lucy Grantham's character. I can't remember her name. She's like the the hard drinking. Yeah. They after they like gut her, they like use her blood, and there's necrophilia happens oh, after. Shit. It's the the original script is like way beyond the pale. So the actors were like, look. Let's still make it like really troubling and stuff, but I don't think you need the sex. I think the sex is just gonna like cheapen your point. Right. You're, it's still gonna shock and shock and awe. And then, uh, and the other thing you hear from all the actors is as they were making it, they're like, it was just really fun. Like we, none of us thought we were doing anything. Mm. They're just playing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, spit. Maybe. I missed your. I missed your coffee okay. cup. I all missed right. Iron Man's head. I see it. It's right there. It's right there. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's all good. Speaking of drool. But yeah, they were like, uh, they were like, it, none of us felt like in the moment we weren't like, man, we are really breaking boundaries. They're just like, it was a blast. It was so much fun, and there was there was one scene, the rape scene, mm-hmm. where Mary gets is raped yeah. by um, Krug. Wes Craven's like, here, everybody get together. I'm gonna shoot this three times. I'm gonna set up the cameras, and we're gonna shoot it three times, and we're gonna be done. That's it. That's what we're doing. Lucy Grantham, the, the that, I'm gonna use her actress name because I yeah, don't know the, but Lucy. There, there was two two actresses. Um, the girl who plays Mary was legitimately scared. Her name's Sandra Castle, and I'm, I'll talk about this later. But Lucy was totally game. She anything they a lot of it's improv. Right. A lot of the violent stuff mm. was just on the day. They were like, "Hey, Wes, what do you think about?" We do this, and, and then we did it. Or they would just like they all talk as as actors. They all just they got together the and they're like, "That makes it easier to do because you're coming up with the scene." And yeah. you're more comfortable with it rather than this is what you're going to have to do. So a lot of like the a lot of the craziest stuff in the movie was come up with fairly close to when it was shot or on the day. Mm. Like the pulling the guts out of Lucy, that was came, that can't was come up with that day where the actor Fred, the guy who plays Weasel's like, "Hey, you know if you fill condoms with fake blood, it looks like guts." And Wes Craven was like, "Oh shit, let's cut her guts out." And the scene where Fred gets his dick bit off, yeah. bitten off. He that same day that same actor according to him Weasel right. was like well what if she like bites my dick off and they're like how would we do that he's like you put a belt under my pants so that she opens my pants and then bites the belt that's it so that way it's not just her shaking her head she actually has her moving teeth on the, something yeah and <clears throat> he's moving with it so they're like that sounds awesome let's do that so a lot of it is just them coming up with sick shit on the day and they're like but none of them how did I miss the guts thing it's very very brief it's brief but after they stab the girl against the tree they're like pulling her intestines out and like like, ringing it through their hands for like 18 frames or something it's It's pretty quick but it's a good effect yeah it looks legit um there's like 
Yeah, they go a little zombie on her for a hot second. So yeah, the there's there's a line in the beginning of the film. Remember when uh, Mary comes down? She's talking to her parents, and they're like, "What? No bra?" Oh, the awkward I booby talk no, between the families. Yeah. Where's all Seventeen-year-old boobs and old creep dad. Where's all this titty stuff come from? And she um, kisses him on the mouth. That's not actually that unusual. Oh. Yeah, it happens in the '70s like films it. a bunch. I'm with you, man. Like don't it. kiss your parents on the mouth. Just don't do it. But it's not. It, it's a thing that we see. So in that scene, the note that I have, not knowing what you had said already, it says the line. I say the line deliveries are real high school drama club or porno acting. Yeah, mm. it does kind of strike you as porno yeah, acting. It really does. This, and there's a lot of of score cues that sound like porn yeah. music. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the soundtrack to Deep Throat, which I have on vinyl, which is why I know that. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, there, the the line I want to talk. Oh, go ahead. You have a thing. Um, Sorry. In the very beginning, with the acting, I felt like it was like a student film. Where the girls were just like being goofy and had to say the things that were in the script, but it kind of made them uncomfortable, so they're like joking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm. "Well, this is the writing isn't that good." It, I know. The, I I'm men I'm, can't write female dialogue oh, is yeah. another line yeah. that I have. I'm with you. I'm with you. Torpedo that, tits. <clears throat> I'm with you that the dialogue is not great. Right. For me, mostly this is a film of ideas. Yeah. This is not a film of like, like I'm not watching a Coen Brothers movie. No. You know, I'm not, I'm not in that space. When I'm watching this, this feels student filmy to me. Oh. But there's something to be said for like a student film of really, really. I like, I like this. I, I like this movie. It's not like even close to my top of my list. Right, right. But I'll watch it again for sure. Um, the, the line in the beginning, all that blood and violence. I thought you were the love generation, right? Mm-hmm. When you know the movie is a Vietnam allegory, right? It kind of. <laughs> I thought you were the love generation. That makes sense. Right. So, like, there, there's a lot of stuff in the beginning that sets up the ideas that the film explores. You know, all like, it's how on the nose do you want to be? Where it's like, I hear they kill chickens during right. the live shows. Ah, they only <laughs> did that that once. Doesn't that upset you? I cry myself to sleep at night, Dad. That glib, offhanded yep. treatment of, like, think about it for a second. You're going to go see a band that slaughters animals on stage. And her, her dad is justly, like, isn't, isn't that don't you think fucked that's up? fucked up? And she's like, whatever. And I think that that is kind of a commentary on the desensitization of, of like, young people in violence. I mean, you and I gush all the time about yeah. John Wick. Absolutely. That is nothing but... That's nothing violence. glorified violence. Yeah, seriously. He's utterly the hero. He's murder- he is Mass a serial murderer. killer. He's a, well, more, maybe more of a spree killer. A spree he does killer, it. right. Spree. Yeah, he's a well, spree no, killer. he's killed people in the past, too. Yeah, sure so, has. Yeah, he's, he's, definitely, a, he's a serial spree killer. He's a serial yes. spree killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, we're not like, and that's horrible. We're like, we're like oh, that's God. like just clapping and smiling I gotta the whole get time. me a dark suit and a gun. See, right? Dude. Sometimes. They killed the dog. Mm. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, that's how you know who the bad guys are. They killed the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, they killed the, a dog. My next yeah. note on the actual they film. They stomped the, it to death or something. Yeah. In this one? Yeah, yeah on the news broadcast that lets us yeah. know how bad the bad guys are. They stomped it. And strangely, a German shepherd. I know. I was like, strangely? Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is... I'm positive that this is part Tongue of... Tongue in cheek? This is my... This is, this is how I'm hardwired. That line is stupid and goofy. And I love it. Fair enough. And and that's me. That, no, I know it's you. me. When you watch a movie and it's like, you know, like have you ever seen the Lost Skeleton of Cadavera? Nope. 
Oh my god, you guys should watch. We should do that. Okay. It's so fun. It's it's a movie intention. It's a modern film shot as a '60s film. Okay. With intentionally bad stilted dialogue. I love that. Yeah, we should okay. do a, a Patreon. Right. It's so fun, but like, there's lines in the Lost Skeleton of Cadaver that are like lines from fucking Last House on the Left. And my favorite one is, which the girl wakes up, she's been like in a trance, and she's like, "What happened?" And the, her husband's there, and he goes, "Well, Carol, you were doing some pretty stupid things." <laughs> like that's the line, and. There are there are movies like Last House on the Left <laughs> yeah. where the that's the actual that's dialogue. the actual dialogue right. yeah and but it was said in earnest right I know and I and I like it uh, oh I know like I don't need it to be I in I, I know you do <laughs> it's fine you don't like any of my movie pack movies either but I don't need a movie to be good for me Last House on the Left is see a ba- neither do I though so that's the weird thing I'm trying to put it together in my head because I love really horrible kung fu movies I like all those watermill like sci-fi movies that are it's just, just not as bad, bad enough I think I think it's or maybe no it, this movie's terrible yeah for me it's bad good but I'm wondering if the reason that it isn't striking that note because you and I both love bad good movies yeah yeah, yeah. do you think maybe part of the reason that it's not because striking of the that content? note yeah, I think be- so. So it's like if this was aliens eating cows or something, I don't know. If it's if it was bad, good, but not as as brutal as it yeah. is, because it's hard to like sit in for a wacky good time when you're watching a double rape and murder. Right. So I'm one. I might be more desensitized than right. you, which is why I'm able to be like, that's eh, it's fine. I I think it's still um. I think it's still just shy of the line for me. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. It's just it's still... bad enough to where it's just bad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, it's... I think it's that, like, earnestness, and they're really, like, they are really trying to make a film. Right. You know, they're not, mm-hmm. like, we're just making this really? crazy shit. I don't get this. I don't get seriousness at all. A lot of it feels like the actors well, are just fucking Well, because of the up. music choices, a lot of the time, it's, like, like the weird... I can't oh, even. Well, God. we can just go ahead it's and say right Benny now Hill, that like, the plot of the film is in the lyrics. It is. No, yeah. they, he literally says the names of the characters. And in the, oh my God, he does. Yeah, yeah. He says Krug several <laughs> times. The yeah, Krug is. The lyric is. It's like Sadie and Freddie and Krug yeah. and Son head to the country to have them some fun with those two lovely children they've got in the trunk and off them as soon as they're done. Yeah. Uh, That's the lyrics to the song before anything before happens. Anything, yeah. That's what happens next, mm-hmm. guys. It's in the song. I know. I heard it. Yeah. So, and also, I pointed it out at the beginning of the movie, which um, the, the guy wrote- who the guy who pra- plays Krug, David Heller, Hells, Hall. I think it might be Whoa. David Hall. Um, <laughs> Carl just broke his neck. I actually heard God. it in the headphones. <laughs> but David Hall showed up to play to audition for Krug, and. He was. He showed up and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they're like, "Can they tell me?" Wes Craven was like, "You're great for Krug, so you're playing Krug." Uh, your friend tells me that you're a musician. Uh, it's Junior. It was Junior's friend, by the way. Funny. So he shows up and he wasn't. He was like kind of a broad, like stage actor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he showed up. No, it wasn't Junior's friend. It was some other guy. But he shows up and he's like, "Your friend tells me you're a musician." And he's like, "Yeah, I play guitar." And he's like, "Do you want to do the whole score for the movie too?" <laughs> And he was like, I mean, sure. sure. Yes. Are you going to pay me? <laughs> so that's that's why we have that weird score is that was the music. That was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just it's like when. Uh, so he's Rod- a terrible actor and a terrible and a musician. Terrible musician. <laughs> oh, you really think he's a bad actor? I think he's the only good performance in the film. Personally. Uh, 
talk. I'm doing though. the grudge. Talk. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's bad audio when you don't talk. But like, what do you think? Do you really do you, do you really think there's no good performances in here? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually I like the only performance that I think it has legitimate legitimacy to it. It's, Everything else feels really kind of kind of stilted and weird. Mm-hmm. Even if I can find I some like the dep- mom. Really? Actually. I get real mom vibes. You get the mom mom. No, I lied. There's two performances I like. Because Junior's horrible. Junior's really bad. Weasel Sadie's pretty bad. I like Weasel. I like Weasel's performance. I was going to say Weasel kind of. What I like about Weasel's performance is his nonverbal moments. Yeah. When Weasel is just watching things happen, something about. Twirling his knife slash mustache. There's there's lines there's there's moments in the movie beats in the movie where you get the sense that they were shooting B-roll and caught people's reactions. Yeah. And the the one where I see most the most reaction stuff from is with Weasel. Yeah. Because there's moments where Krug is like hurting one of the girls or like cutting one of the girls or beating one of the girls and they cut to Weasel and his eyes are like shark eyes. Mm-hmm. He has this like barely there smile and a really intense look and it doesn't feel like Wes Craven was like now look intense intense. it just feels like he was shooting um Fred Lincoln and Fred Lincoln was watching this and was like in a weird place yeah I like some of that stuff and I like Krug because Krug has like that that actor whatever you want to say about him Mm -hmm. what yeah take the food away from (laughs) me um Krug has for me that he because they wanted Krug to be huge they wanted a okay. big big like a big, big guy, guy to play Krug so when he came into audition his friend was like look they want a big guy but I know you're not big so let's they put five sweaters on him oh my god so he would look bigger and then he to make him mad before they got to the audition they made him walk five blocks in summertime New York heat wearing five, five sweaters. sweaters so when he got there he was sweaty pouring pissed. sweat and he was fucking mad so he came in and he's like all right fine I'm here what do you guys want like give me some lines to read and he came in with that crazy intensity and they're like oh you're just how about you're just Krug? how about your crew you're insane oh and I also hear you're a musician you want to do the score <laughs> but there's moments for me where not just moments I think Krug is he he's the closest to being one note but he's also the performance i like the best like when he, they first catch the girls in the apartment in new york mm-hmm. and sadie's like come on crew i, I got her friends i got her. yeah let her go sadie come on i just how about i got her fr-? shut up bitch like the flat hard delivery of shut up bitch i was like oh it's the first moment in the film where there's where you feel something right where you're the like oh shit moment yeah it, there's moments in here where it doesn't feel like they're playing yeah. Like where crew and okay, one of the I know I had a little bit of background before sure. coming in. All the actors were just kind of like goofy, goofy, funny, funny, play, play. Except the guy who played Krug, he was a like vaguely method, where he stayed surly and he was genuinely mean sometimes. And they're all they're all cool with it. So now. what you're saying is he's just a dick. No, so he they're was just being himself. No, that <laughs> sure, yeah, okay. why not? Um. But Craven kind of It was like what they did with Matt Damon For um, 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 Saving Private Ryan Oh they kept him They, sep- kept they, him. they were giving him Craven like wanted Turkey to, and shit while they were starving the rest of the cast Right and they like drove him around And, st- and like made the the rest of the cast Golf carts and made and him shit, walk yeah. yeah so they did the Craven didn't intentionally Really do the same thing but basically Krug was like I just want to stay in character and Craven's like, method, yeah. Yeah, and Craven's like go for it 
and it created a weird moment but that's in reality when you watch the like the interviews with the guy he's really genial and just like chill and friendly he's like they just wanted me to be crazy so i like i was i was crazy for a little while um <laughs> i was acting so but like some of the stuff where you see people like react kind of weirdly to him is because he's being he was like really like aggro on set a lot of the time like they would goof around and stuff but especially around the scenes where like things got violent he just like a lot of times would just go for it and like he'd talk to the other actors and he's like hey what do you think about this if i was if i did that right and they'd be like yeah i guess sure and then he'd go for it and they'd do that whole fuck (laughs) yeah so i don't know i get a a lot of intensity out of krug the actor who plays krug Mm -hmm. and not in a tom hardy kind of way but he's very physical you you (sighs) he he walks with his head forward a lot of times Mm -hmm. kind of predatory it's and it's not musculature it's not like he's so built it's just like he comes at you with his head and his flat black eyes i don't know and again it's just it's just me it's just me my reaction to the movie um yeah they drank uh they drank a bottle of vermouth before they went to the concert vermouth that's, oh. It looks like vermouth. Oh, the, what they pull out of, the, yeah. out of the lake? Yeah, I think it's actually supposed to be wine because the lyrics say a bottle what? of wine in a waterfall leads them to a dream, and then they change the station, and the next song says the road goes nowhere. Right. Because the lyrics just narrate the, the whole thing. Song. Yeah. So I was thinking it's supposed to be a bottle of wine, but I was like, why are they That's, just why are they drinking why dry, dry, dry vermouth? <laughs> bottle That's of wine. Disgusting. That's horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have had to preset that. Right, they would what? have had to hide the, it. Hide the bu- well, it's, 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 it's tied to a string. It's yeah. not vermouth. I think it's supposed to be. Well, well actually, yeah. vermouth is wine. It's, it fortified, is. it's wine. fortified wine. So maybe they were literally drinking they, vermouth. They, because they're kids, and it's probably the only thing they can get from the liquor cabinet. And it's not like Antica formula, like a nice vermouth No, this that you is can like drink. the shittiest fucking dry vermouth. It's, yeah, it's Martini and Rossi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like stream it's warm. Comparna, not, uh, yeah, oh, it's Antica. Antica, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's some stuff that I liked. I'm gonna skip some of these notes because I I know it'll just be me dying on a hill alone. <laughs> oh, Maxwell. Um, no, we're gonna skip them. Just gonna be shooting those arrows. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you guys have anything, or do you want me to just? No, keep I like the band couple. name. Which? What was the band Bloodlust. name? Bloodlust. Bloodlust. I was like, yes. <laughs> um. Um. There was a. There's a line that I kind of think. <laughs> what have written a good acting there, Harry? I don't know what that means. There's, uh, there's a there's a stupid line I that I think has a deep resonance for me, but I again only because I knew what I knew going in. Remember when they're sitting on the hill and uh, Lucy Grantham is like, "What do you think it'd be like to make it with bloodlust?" Mm. Oh right, and like Ma- cotton. Yeah, Mary's like just soft and gentle and so kind and so kind and like good, just. To- quiet like bunnies and rabbits mm-hmm. and soft clouds rainbows and lucy is like what are you talking about the band is called bloodlust right like they're gonna you're like that's gonna, gonna be like you. crazy fucking yeah. and she's like no 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 it's gonna be sweet and romantic and it's dumb dialogue on the surface but it for but i read her I read only experience into it. she's ever going to have before she dies is the experience that she gets with these People. I read with this movie. I read this movie in really broad strokes. Mm-hmm. I read this movie in like metaphor and ideas because on the surface, what it is, it's like a cheaply made movie with where a bunch of friends. By the way, all the stuff them with Marie and Lucy in the woods, or Mary and Lucy in the woods, they just snuck into a reservoir and shot <laughs> on the fly. 
They're like, we don't have any permits. That sounds so like, familiar. Let's go. Yeah, yeah right. It's like it was like Marlin. every movie I've ever been. On. <laughs> but we need. We got ten minutes. We got to go in. Okay, and shoot go. The shit and go. Hide the hide the boom. Hide the boom. Hide the boom. <laughs> right. But so they were in there, and like so that's what the movie is on its surface. So to get something out of it, I'm I'm reading as much. I'm bringing to it what I know about his motivations, mm-hmm. and that is a really interesting moment of cognitive dissonance in a young person. Yeah. Where. What do you think it'd be like to have sex with the members of Bloodlust who slaughter animals on stage? Probably really nice. Because she has violence. And sex separated. And sex separated. Yeah, exactly. So when she approaches sex, she's just like, well, sex is like this loving thing that you do really. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She has she has making love and she's able to like dissociate that from compartmentalizes that right and i think that in a weird way that's what happened to americans during the vietnam war you know like vietnam the reason that vietnam was so heavily protested is because the media was showing like footage of people hauling children out of the woods in pieces in in the whole like and america was like what in the fuck is going on over there have you ever did you ever notice that post-vietnam they don't show war, real war footage on television. No, anymore. they don't. All they, they show the you see the rockets in the, the sky. Yep. yep. And there's when, no close-up violence. You see the aftermath of stuff a lot, like but not bodies. Mm, yeah. You don't see well, bodies. you see live well, a little bit on where on I've the remember when we had the Syrian gas attacks and there's people like shaking on the ground mm-hmm. and stuff. That was not on the news. That was on Facebook. That was, oh, I definitely oh. saw some on the news. Really? Yeah. All, all I saw from the Syrian gas attacks was live leak footage online. But when I watched the news, it's all talking heads being like, here's some And footage. they might show like a photo still, but not footage. Yeah, you don't really see that like on the ground, like here's a guy losing his leg and desperately trying to keep his blood in and then he dies. You don't see that on CNN, man. I think you should. I think you should no, too. That's, that's why Vietnam ended was people were... They couldn't stomach what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. So now, like, remember when Trump dropped the mother of all bombs? Right. We saw, like, here's a rocket in the sky. And you could almost fucking hear, like, the guitar, like, behind it. Like, look how America. Yeah. And then they shut, they cut to a really, it's not like a cinema thing, but they, you get a long shot away and this big mushroom cloud in night vision. Yeah. And it's like you hear an eagle scream and <laughs> look at our bombs, you know? Yep, but you don't see the... So for a lot of people, there's a compartmentalization where mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, no one dies in war. There's just big, really big explosions. And you see there's lots of troops. No, no, no. The bad guys the die bad, in quote, war. Quote, heavy air quotes, bad guys. Right. And this movie shows it, us that right mm-hmm. there when it's like, so bloodlust, this animal slaughtering band what would it be like to make it with them she's like be so Cotton fun candy. and you're like no that you're not you're living in a fantasy world and the next scene is that fantasy world just being utterly shattered yeah so w- the next thing the that compartments basic, get flooded the basic the next thing that happens is the the ca- they get captured and then they get taken to the woods yeah and that's where like the the rape scene starts and right here as far as like cinematography goes I'm using heavier yeah. quotes because there's not a whole lot of like cinematography no, no. happening here but his it's like shot on shittio almost like I, I literally have a note the b-roll sucks yeah his his dictum approaching the film was documentary style and the, the adage like somebody has a camera on them and they're filming it. right and the, the his whole big adage with the documentary thing is I wrote down his quote because it's actually really cool um Fuck, I can't find it. So his his documentary... I'm, what? 
I'm excited to watch the remake. Oh, here it is. One of the rules of documentary is don't look away, don't turn the camera away. So I think in some ways he kind of does, but right. that's only because I have seen I Spit on Your Grave and Saw and Hostel. Yeah. But for the time, he shows an amazing amount. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, where it's like normally when you stab someone, you're like, okay, quick, whip, pan away. He just stays on Fred, uh, he stays on Weasel's face while Weasel stabs Lucy to death. Yeah. And then when they're like playing with her guts, here's the guts. Yeah. And when Mary's being raped, we don't cut to like waving grasses. No, you we have his on... face, Krug's face is right on hers and he's drooling all over uh, her. And when he gets up, there's it's like strands sticky, of spit coming yeah. off her cheek. So think about that. Like that, that's, that image, that's disgusting. Yes. But he didn't cut away from it. He kept the camera on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Instead of showing the porn stuff, you see that, which is almost not worse, but it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you know like it's almost more intimate in a way. Well, in in that fucked up way that you don't. Yeah. Yes. See. There's a there's an emotional content there. This is a one of the big. There's a there's a whole thing about the psychology of basically porn addiction, which is where if you only watch genitals, you become completely emotionally divorced from ev- from the act of sex because you're just you're seeing, not seeing the yeah you're just seeing like the physical thing. And then there's for I think it kind of applies in this in the the rape scene because the rape scene is definitely hard to watch. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is kind of goofy and weird. Yeah. This is there's some fucked up moments when we're shooting that rape scene, and it's because we see the faces. And seeing faces it it's, strikes it's an emotional... humanizing yeah. instead of dehumanizing. Right. Yeah. The only part about that that bothered me was his face, Krug's face, and the open mouth and the drooling. Yeah. The rest of it didn't really... Yeah. Bother you at all? Yeah. All right. I mean, so let me, let me really quick... This... The documentaries are as troubling as the movie. I would imagine... So I'm curious. I might have to borrow your... So let's... Let's talk really quick about the rape scene with Sandra Cassell. Okay. Um, and obviously, like, none of what this is all. I'm about to say a bunch of fucked up stuff. Fair enough. She, Krug knew what was the guy who plays Krug knew what was going to happen, and Fred knew what was going to happen, but they didn't tell Sandra Castle all of the beats of the scene. Shit. And you got to remember that they're in the middle of the woods with a crew of three. And there's not a whole lot of people. There's that, two girls, yeah. Lucy and Sandra, and everyone else is dudes and Sadie, and they're way away from everything. And it suddenly, when they talk to Sand, the it's act like that shit's Sandra getting Kizzle, real, real. Yeah, she. There, they all talk about it, and they say during the shooting of the rape scene, there was a sudden like shift in in like the the mood or like the the psychology of them all. Right. Where you, they suddenly all realized that Sandra was legitimately afraid. Fuck. Like she's she's like oh, wait oh shit am I about to get raped right are you and, actually gonna do this yeah and then they rolled cameras and everyone's in character and like most of that scene was her like legitimately terrified and trying to like keep the like the scene where where Krug pulls her pants down yeah and then goes for her underwear. She like they'd talked about it previously. Like so she, she was, knew, yeah. she knew like what like the the rape scene was going to happen. There was going to be nudity because there's a scene where they're totally naked. But when he pulls her pants down and then grabs her underwear, you can see her like tense like, up. Oh, like, whoa, oh, wait, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Like David, don't like that scene. A lot of that fear is not her, not her not knowing that they were going to shoot a rape scene. Right. But think about it. 
Even if you're like, okay, so today we're shooting a rape scene, we're all going to be really professional. But if you're in the woods with like five dudes... You're not in a studio somewhere where there's a Starbucks right. across the street. There's no like, That's, there's no like woman on the side waiting with a blanket. Shit and could legit... Cause, this could go cause people sideways. people are people and sometimes weird shit happens. There's yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. What if, oh my God, what if a line is crossed? Right. Um, the actors all talk about God it. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, it does just makes. Ooh. It makes it worse. Yeah. It definitely does. And the actors, like, like Sadie is the only other, Sadie and Lucy Grantham are the only, only two, two fem- females here. other than Mary. Right. Because the scene where, and where Mary gets raped, Lucy Grantham wasn't present because she was dead already at that point. Right. So she's not on set. So it's just Sadie, who is an antagonistic character. Yeah, been crazy. Yeah, so Mary is, like, surrounded by... That's the one thing that I had about this, too, is, like, there was almost some sort of sense of safety. Even the horrible things were happening when the two of the women were together. Yeah. Because she, the, the stronger one, kept saying, it's okay, I'm here. It's just the two of us. That Focus line on is improv Is it really? That well, line was improv on the day to, Yeah, that, they say it in the documentary. Yeah. Where, so it's just the two of us just just don't but sh- so there's even though it's horrible yeah i'm not saying it's going to make it quote unquote easier no but it does but it gives does. you it gives you as an audience member a little bit of ease well at least they have each other and they're going through it and they have someone that they can like you're good they're bad bad things are going to happen but i have you well, that, at least but then when when she's killed you don't have that anymore. Yeah, at all. But that gone. that line was to calm Sandra Castle Fuck down. Me, dude. It's just the, because there was because when she says me, it, nobody else. When she says it, you you sense that she's actually where Sandra's panicking. Saying it, she's like, "Honey, it's gonna be okay." Yeah. Just pretend like it's it's make believe because it is, and we're like, right. it's just oh my god, that's fucked up. So yeah, so like. This is this movie is the and the the actors in re, like in the future like when you watch the documentary right. in retrospect they're all like they're like yeah it was a crazy day but there's you can tell there's no bad there's no, right. bad, there's no blood. bad blood like they all got past it but like there's you can tell they are all very kind of vaguely uncomfortable yeah. with that day they're like it was weird it was a weird day it was a weird there was a lot of weird energy and you know we we got it done we shot the thing but oh. You know, yeah. Like there's that sense of it, and I think that comes across mm-hmm. in the film. The other thing that's really fucked up, and this is from the movie. In the movie, like yeah. The, um, the thing that does make me feel the most like terrified and panicky about the whole thing is the fact that all of this is happening so close to safety. Because they are right literally there. in her fucking backyard. Yeah. They're pro- who knows. Which you can they... hear the gun. They're across the river, or like they're they're not that far they away. They can from... hear the gunshots. Yeah, the dog hears the gunshots the, in exactly. her backyard. It's like mm-hmm. they're so to know that you were so close to safety. Um, and, what do you think of fuck? What do you? I want to get. I wanted to get your take on this. There's a to, there's a tonal shift in the. It's not just a. It's it's not just like the rape scene. It's mm-hmm. there's an assault. There's a murder. There's well, there's an assault, there's a rape, there's a murder, there's a second rape, and it's really like as far as pacing goes. It's stretched out. I liked the pacing because it was so long. There's something in the I Spit on Your Grave movies when we covered those. There's a a format mm-hmm. where it's like she gets raped, she gets away, she gets raped again, which makes it like really horrible, yeah. and then they think she's dead and they leave. That's that's how it goes, and it's, that stuff is and pretty. And then long. revenge happens. This. Right was like watching like a kid pull legs off a bug. 
Yeah. It was really like, the yeah, yeah, like, they're all fucked up. Hey, look, I'm going to go to the car and uh, why don't you just watch him for a little bit? I'll be back. And he leaves and there's like a big chase. And then he does come back and they kill a girl and they're not even done yet. Yeah. They, then they go over and find Mary and they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, your friend's dead. Like, here's her hand. It feels very like, like, cat playing with injured Yeah, animals. batting around a mouse that has broken legs. Or, and the yeah. one thing I noticed about the pace is like, when Lucy escapes, there's moments where she stops running and starts walking because she's winded because yeah. the chase is going on for so long. And she's like, okay, oh, they're getting close. I better run again. Right. Like part of that, that's where the, where it be, ceases to be Hollywood. Like that's my line between like Hollywood and documentary where it's like in Hollywood, the chase is like 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then boom, the bad guy's there again. This feels very much like. All right, are you going to get away or not? Oh, and now we're in like an off moment where you're walking. And right. here's some B-roll. And now we're walking again. Oh, shit, Sadie. And right. oh, Sadie got hit. And now we're running. Oh, you're tired again. Like it it gave the that scene for me a sense of like realism that doesn't come from a highly stylized Hollywood like whip pan, super fast cut. It's just like, oh, she's been running so long that she's tired. And it, that kind of fucked with me. Didn't get that at all? Mm, I didn't feel that way. I felt like Three Stooges... Okay. What did you think of the pace? The specifically the pace, not the tonal shift, but the pace of it. The pace of like the Once they get the girls in the woods mm-hmm. till Mary dies. That's long. It and, is long. And yeah, it feels sometimes too long. Draggy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's totally a fair yeah, assessment yeah, yeah, too yeah. cuz there's there's stuff in here that's like Cuz the cuz not only cuz it keeps cutting back to the fucking cops and that is some tedious shit. Oh, the cops cuz it's not God. funny. It's it's just not funny. It's not. I understand what's why it's there and why it's happening. So like to give you like these little breathing moments and give you some of this comedy wedged in, so you can go back to the thing and get like ah oh, get that sense. So you have to have that roller coaster ride for it right. to work. If you stick with that with the bad guys the whole time, you just tent. It's the, the reason why you have these little pressure valves. So that's supposed to be the. It's just so poorly done I and think- executed. It's just not. It's just all oh, these fucking cops again i think that's god damn it i think that's why i spit on your grave worked Mm -hmm. and this movie doesn't is i and i spit on your grave once they start the very long like assault maybe murder attempted you don't come off of it they don't ever cut out of it they don't ever let the tension off nope Mm -hmm. and this is another important note because we we hit it really hard in the 1978 i spit on your grave episode roger ebert hated I spit on your grave with a passion. Yeah. His pretty his comment on it is visceral. Like we read it word for word. It's brutal how much he hated that movie. And he likes this one. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm actually I'm I'm with you guys. Like I'm I'm glad that one of us liked it enough to create a discussion. No, absolutely. But this movie is not good. I spit on your grave is actually a great film. Yeah, that is for for me and mm-hmm. for I think for all of us. Yeah, it, that film it was, was an accomplishment the, to the point where we brought it up as sort of like a we mentioned it in our in our first um, uh, what the, our selection episode. Oh yeah, the, when yeah, we did the shootout, the we shootout, we yeah. were like, look, it's a Patreon and we can't include it, but if we could, we would, would yeah. because this movie mm-hmm. is like legitimately great. This movie. When we get to the shootout, this movie we can probably not bot ball it. Like, don't even bother to include it. We will, but like, this movie's not great, right? right? Any good that comes from this movie, it comes from the discussion the and the thinking of the, of movie, the higher yeah. ideas and the history. Exactly, the film itself, I'm overhyped. 
Sure. Oh, the movie is. Yeah, I think the movie is totally. way overhyped. When I saw those Facebook responses, like people's people respond to the idea of this movie. That's just what it is. It's the idea of it. It's still horrible. I mean, just to make the distinction, because I think it's, it bears repeating when we're doing these kind of episodes. It's like rape is never fun. No, and it's never something to be like, oh. It's not. But in the context of the film that we're right. discussing, we're talking it. about right. the film, and like I think that this film, as far as like the level of gore and brutality and all that right. stuff. This movie dates. Yeah. This movie mm-hmm. is dated. It's definitely dated. Mm-hmm. And I think like there is stuff in here that is like disturbing. Having Yes. <laughs> but but the the stuff that's disturbing isn't like the effects. No. Like Junior shoots himself in the head at one point. Mm-hmm. The effect of the Junior The best shoot- part of this is in the last 10 minutes. There's yeah. a live fucking chainsaw. That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. That's so the only I agree. Time I yeah. was like, I agree. Because it's cutting nervous. into like furniture. Well, it's not like pre cut. The actor the, is holding, is holding a, an, yeah. a live chainsaw with other actors in the room. Right. Like, fuck me. Well, with the, as far as like the whole like content versus idea thing, yeah. the content of Junior getting shot in the head is just, it's, it is what it is. Right. The effect isn't that great. No. Krug screaming. Put the gun Put in, in your, your mouth and, and blow, blow your brains out. Yeah. That That's fucked the, with me a yeah. little. So the idea because it's a father telling a son to kill himself. Yeah, yeah, and that that like the performance and the little flinch that Krug gives mm-hmm. when the gun goes when off. When he actually shoots like, himself. The, the idea of what's happening is horrifying, mm-hmm. but the actual content not that not that, not that bad. Right. And it's kind of the same thing when we're talking about the like the when Lassie the, Bird the zoom tight when the girls so. get um, attacked. Yeah. It starts, here's the tonal shift I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It starts with pure violence. And Junior has to come in and be like, um, okay, we got two, we have, guys, you have two girls, so like maybe make them do sexy stuff. Because it starts Ooh. with Krug looking at Lucy and he goes, piss your pants. Yeah. Mm. Which is, that was shocking. Yeah, I actually, my note was all fun and games until piss your pants. That's a shocking moment yes. where you're like, what the, f- what? Because it's not, that's a weird sort of yeah. thing. That's a strange That's thing a strange to just thing. start your pants. Up. Like, yeah, I want to have. Oh, it's it's such well, a, a a dominance establishing. Oh yeah, it's, con, it's and, uh, ultimate control. Yeah, like you have no you. I have so much control over you that I'm going to verbally make you, make you piss your pants right. just yeah. by asking. And you're going to be embarrassed and yep. uncomfortable and dirty and shamed. Fuck me, yeah. dude. That was that. Yeah. So like there. This was this movie's not devoid of. This is not a movie without teeth. It's dated and it's sure. not a great film. But like that. That there's a reason that this movie generated so much, oh, clearly, so much hate and so much like I would say fear. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid of this movie. Yeah, actually, yeah, because on Facebook, on Facebook, dude, people are like, nope, can't. When I said nope. this was the first episode yeah. of October, a shitload of people were like, can't even. Yeah, well, Hashtag Danielle will never watch even. this, but she also will never watch I Spit on Your Grave or a lot of horror movies in general. Okay, or anything with we, clown in it. We hear it. Measuring, <laughs> measuring flicks love Danielle, but yeah, this is a movie. Like I'm getting a starting to get a sense of. Like where Danielle's lines are. Yeah, oh yeah. And Bird has Bird has gone through the shit with us. Yeah, we are. Oh, I've seen. We are hardened yes. veterans at this point. But yeah, like this this is a movie I would not recommend for Danielle. No. But when you're when I'm on Facebook, Cage Teat, yes, Cage Teat, no. definitely. Yeah. This movie, <laughs> that no, that's a romp. That's yeah. a romp. This right. is in a way that this movie is not at all a romp. Yes. But like <laughs> when we watched or, or when I was looking at Facebook, I'm like. There's just loads of people who are like, never, no, can't even, can't do. Do, no, definitely not. In fact, I'm going to have a nightmare tonight just thinking about not watching this movie. And I actually, okay, to, for total honesty, 
I, and I, I, this movie didn't affect me when I watched it that much. There's moments, but it, I wasn't. I didn't right. come away from this like, oh, oh my god, god, it's right. only a movie. But I had nightmares two nights in a row, mm-hmm. kind of about this movie. I had a nightmare last night about know, about being in the woods and like. Yeah, I don't know what it was, was but weird. like it something got something got in there for sure. I know Bird did. Apparently, I'm soulless. Yeah, well, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> but I was just thinking like, damn it, Bird. Some of the people Sorry. who said no, I can't even mm-hmm. are people who I know for a fact have Watch watched all movies. the Saw movies and have seen Hostel. Hostel's way worse than oh, this. Yeah. Hostel 2 especially. Hostel 2 is way beyond this movie. But yeah. there's people, there were people there's, who reacted to this. There's a woman that cuts a naked woman and bathes in her fucking I'm glad blood. You, I'm glad that's your favorite scene too because that scene's messed up, dude. I yeah, maybe, <laughs> I will say that the sound in that scene yeah. is the yeah, worst fair enough, part. fair enough. But um, so I think it's important because this this let's get back to the movie. Yeah, the second no. beat, the second beat after piss your pants is hitter. Yeah. They're, and that's when Junior's like, oh, how about we just make them no, make they, out with each other? They get her to punch the other girl. Oh, yeah. Because Lucy's got a big old split in her cheek after that, where she's like, hit her. Now hit her in the guts. Now punch her as hard as you can, right? In the, and Junior comes over and he's like, hey, um, make them make it with each other. Make yeah. it is weird for me, but it's 1972. Right. But basically, he comes over and he's like, why don't you have them have sex with each other? And they're like, oh, yeah. Great idea. I forgot. Sex is a thing too. They're this to these, vaginas. These <laughs> right. people's first impulse is—is is that the sound of them making it? That's hmm. that's more disturbing than the film. You're welcome. <laughs> but like I, their first impulse as a group is let's do violence. Right. Yeah, they're compartmentalizing the sex and the violence. They split it completely because they've got these two girls Hit in the her, woods. Piss your pants. Piss your punch pants. Her puncher. Her. And then Junior has to come over and be like, "What How about, about sexy, sex? th- sexy stuff?" And they're like, "Okay." And then the rest of the scene is now that both of those 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 uh, p- pens have been opened. Right. They no, they've, mingle. They've joined together. Yeah, because right. there's th- that's when they murder what. I just I have a note about the aftermath of the making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, why is she so upset? I well, mean, y- okay, <sighs> for the viewers at home, wait, really? Yeah, seriously, okay. really? why it's is her she's- friend like? She's, yeah. she's surrounded by people with switchblade knives who she watched brutally beat and rape her friend the night before in the woods with no help nearby. Who is also we have to remember. A ostensibly a straight girl with no interest in other girls. The only reason that Lucy Grantham's character doesn't have a problem with it is because she's quote the bad girl, the wild right. child. She's in survival mode. Mary is a total innocent, forced. That would be basically like if I was out in the woods, surrounded by dudes with guns, who forced me to have gay sex with my friend. You don't think that would upset I me? Totally have like, sex with you, bro. I feel like I'm the first, level. Yeah, but you'd be in survival mode, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to be okay, Max. I will say, right. It's going to be okay, Max. Yeah, so you're like, it's yeah. just you and me. But I will I will say, like, for me, that, that why, I don't understand how yeah. that. I feel like on the level of, like, scary shit th- that somebody could make you do, that would be on, like, the, the safe That's the safe side. Well, that's yeah. what I was sort of saying before, when it's the two of them together. Right, and they're like, there's like we this, have a bond. It's just you and me. okay, right. Okay. It's still upsetting. I mean, they did travel for however many, an hour and a half in a trunk of a car, and then I'm gonna. You have that thing in the back. We're not going to survive this. Right. I'm. I've. I am completely. I completely disagree with that. That sentiment. Just me personally. I. I see that we have like a differing of opinions I, I'm here. I'm just thinking like 
as a survivor, like mm-hmm. somebody who's like, but I'm gonna Mary, try and make it through this. Mary isn't. Mary though. isn't. Lucy does. Yeah, Lucy Lucy's is totally one, a survivor. Yep. We don't get any any indication that she's bisexual or that she's a lesbian, but she knows. But we we do see that she comes from this rough neighborhood because right. they say it. Yeah. She comes from this rough neighborhood. She's a little wild, drinking, looking for grass. She has survived and rebounded from being beaten and raped the night before. Yeah. So Lucy is a survivor, which is why she's not destroyed by this. Why wasn't she our last Mary girl? Mary is not. Huh? Why wasn't she our last girl? Uh, the, we don't have a final girl in this movie. That's not how this movie works. I know, but I mean... What, can you I, cue I me into what is the last girl? A final girl in a slasher film. Is it like Cabin in the Woods? That, that she's they the last girl? They talk about it, yeah. yeah. But like, think Halloween. Okay. They kill all the teenagers and you're, you have a female character who's your last survivor. It's a trope of the slasher right. genre, final girl. But this movie predates most slashers, for starters. Also, this movie is basically a remake of Ingmar Bergman's... Um, I know the German name, but not the English name. The German name of his film is Jungfrukalan, uh, Virgin Spring. Okay. So Virgin Spring, Ingmar Bergman. I'll just read you a synopsis. Young innocent girl of an innocent family goes into the woods, runs into a bunch of ruffian shepherds who rape and murder her. The shepherds then take shelter from a storm in the girl's parents' house. The parents find the bloody clothes and murder the shepherds. That is Virgin. Oh, so it is. That's Virgin Spring by Ingmar Bergman, and Wes Craven is very open about the fact that that movie was a huge influence on this film. Influence? It is the movie. It is that movie. It pretty much is, yeah, more or less. But like he, rather than cut do the cutaways and stuff, he just showed it. Right. So, but yeah, so like the reason I think the reason they kill Lucy, I think it's a, I think it's a choice. They kill Lucy right away because she's a stronger one. She's strong and fights back. So what he wants us to end on before we get to the revenge portion. Last girl's the mom. Final girl. Final girl. That's the term. Is final girl. I, I don't know. I'm learning new things. Sorry, but she wasn't. Ass- but she no. wasn't assaulted. There's right. Oh, she, they have the to be, last victim. The, the survive, yeah. Okay, the final. Okay, so, so they have to be part of the. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's how. Yeah, okay. final girl is like you have your pool of teenage victims. You have your slasher. He kills everybody but one girl, and she's your final girl. Okay. So mom is actually like weirdly. She becomes. She kind of shifts. There's mm-hmm. there's a cool there's a shift that happens here. I don't think it's very well executed, where like you know we get the subtle shift where the parents become the murderers. Yes. Um, but. I think we are left with Lucy, so the last thing we see is shattered innocence. Because, for what, or not left with Lucy, left with Mary. Right. There's something, and I, I think it's established because Lucy's a survivor. There's something less horrifying about Lucy being murdered than about the, the one-shot, only-faces rape of Mary. When Mary's raped and all we see is her face, that's worse than seeing the guts pulled out of Lucy for some reason. For me, mm-hmm. that hits harder, and I think it's because Mary's well, not a Well, pulling the guts is an effect, and the drill on the face is drool on someone's face. Yeah, but I think it's she more, it's more than intimate, that. and it's more like because she's innocent. And, I, I, right. That's what I think it is, is. I think it's on the level of like kicking a puppy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Whereas Lucy's like a dog that's fighting. Like it's no, no matter putting what. down the the pit bull that's fighting back rather than kicking and killing the puppy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I think it is, and I think Wes Craven intentionally, or the filmmakers, or maybe the actors came. I don't know, but I think it's more powerful to leave you with. Here's this defenseless thing that they ruined. Right. And then murdered. Yeah. And that's what we're left with. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the movie goes, that that scene is I'm just crossing stuff out. That no, thing is stupid. That <laughs> part is stupid. 
Do we need the truck with the chickens? I don't oh know. Oh my god. Oh, fun no. fun film ephemera. That woman in the in the truck, she got we had to, I told oh, you yeah, while yeah, watching, yeah. but the woman in the truck got credit on the film poster. The actor who played Weasel did not. <laughs> Which is that's hilarious. Come on, <laughs> that's, we- that's some weird shit like that. It in, was like in a movies. it was like a SAG thing, but um, so I think you could find as the designer space for both for names. Right. more names. Pro- pro- I think there's always be. room for one more. Right, where it's like, all right, who do we credit? Do we credit the chicken lady right. or do we credit one of the main characters? Chicken just lady, chicken lady, every chicken time. Lady. Just make the font one long size. Right, just. just 11 point font rather right. than 12 <laughs> exactly um, like how you make it 13 to get that to extra, get that extra. Page, <laughs> <so> you... <laughs> all right so there's there is two moments that I or there's one moment that I want to talk about sure. the rest will just be like fun notes and bits of blah but there is one thing I want to talk about and that's the reactions of the rapists and murderers after, after they kill m- after they rape Mary okay she's before they al- kill her right she's still alive okay in I spit on your grave 1978 there's a moment we talked about. What? Oh, you were looking at me, so I was like, all right, you're looking at me. <laughs> There's, you looked confused, so I was like, do you not remember this part? The only good part of the film? But, um, so there's this uh, scene in I Spin on Your Grave after they, after, it's like after the third time they rape her, and they're all standing in the living room, and she's laying motionless on yeah, the floor. Yeah, on the living room floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just keep talking. Talking and joking and talking and chucking and jiving. And it's the like, whole oh, time... We should probably take care of this body. Oh, they or don't not. Get, they no, they don't. Mention they, the yeah, body. they don't. Yeah, they don't. They just leave. That's and then right. they send the guy back to make sure that she's dead. But part of what makes that so fucked up in I Spit on Your Grave, it's a different tone. Yeah. This is a totally... Because they don't give a shit. At all. And what makes that, that scene so powerful is it's like six minutes seven minutes of them just joking and talking with and each she's other there in the background and she's there in the background yeah. we the camera's not focused on her she's, she's she just be- there motionless yeah, yeah she becomes like a piece, piece of, of furniture, furniture. Mm-hmm. it's so fucked up <clears throat> this movie does the opposite yeah krug finishes krug rapes mary and gets up and the drools on her face and stuff and then he stands up and she stands up so what we and then we've just watched them murder Lucy mm-hmm. horribly, like pull her guts out, play with her blood, chop like, off her hand, chop off her hand to terrify Mary with. It's which bird you cheered by the way when they when they dropped her severed arm on the ground. It was so bad. It was really bad. The fake, fake arm was a mannequin bad. arm. Yeah, I have a note. Fake fake arm is fake. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but this. I want to get your take because yeah. I like this moment That's a lot. That's the best moment in the movie, actually, except for the some of the acting is pretty bad. Like, oh, shucks, gee, golly, woo. I didn't get that. Yeah, especially on Sadie? No, what's the, the crazy girl's name? Sadie. Sadie. I, She's uh, like, mm, sh- golly, gee, we see? did something bad. No, really? it's fucking horrible. I disagree. But the, I think because Krug, and because even Weasel has a bit of like, did we go a bridge too far? Because they're all like picking off like they pick they, their hands are all sticky. they're yeah. all soaked in blood. All three of them are soaked in blood. Junior's gone at this point. He's like yeah. off away somewhere, and they pick. They're Burfing, like probably. They're like picking picking grass and dirt chunks off their hands, and Sadie's wiping her hands on her pants. It's and not coming off. It's all tacky and. Yeah. There's close up shots of yeah, especially Krug and and Weasel where they they don't look like. Oh my god, what have we done? No, oh, they're shit. just a, they're, a subtle. They're like r- subtly disquieted. They're like that was kind of that was a little weird, right? 
It's and right. that's what makes it good is it's not like this big like what have we done? It's no, like just a little bit of there's about thirty five seconds of it goes on zombie. for a while where they just cut they're standing in a circle and it's what's really interesting is Krug and Weasel don't look at anybody they just look at their hands in the ground but Sadie looks at Krug yeah who is her her man ostensibly yeah. and then she looks down and then she looks at Weasel. And then she looks back down to where Mary was. So her eyes go from what just happened, the space where what just happened happened, and then looks up at Krug, who is supposed to be her lover. And she's like, <sighs> and what I love is, is there's a sense with Weasel and Krug where the thought is not, oh God, what have we done? It's just like, am I fucked up? Right. I don't know. We're, we're pretty fucked up people. Yeah, where they're, they're not quite coming to terms with it, but they're just like, I think that this isn't normal. <laughs> right, like, but then it's immediately like, ah, oh, let's we gotta go get the clothes and shoot this girl. And- I disagree. I think the tone stays somber because they walk. That is that for okay. Mary's over there and she like starts singing. Because they could have very well just gone in and killed the parents, right? And just stayed in their house. She's praying. She yeah. She's she, she is Mary's praying. Mary is saying yeah. And then she goes. She like starts to walk down to the lake and there's a. For me, this the scene, the mm, goodness no, of this scene right. stretches out because yeah, right. they remain really subdued. Even when he doesn't even like really ask for the gun, he holds his hand of, out. Yeah. No one says anything, and they all walk down to the lake together. Yeah, Mary's walking to the lake. She's just she's, she's a shell. Up, yeah. She's broken completely. So yeah. she's walking to the lake, and there's this really kind of eerie shot where Weasel enters the frame, and he's just kind of walking down behind her. There's no chase. It's not Mm-mm. like I gotta get away. All Let's that's get over. That's all that done. Is done. Yeah. So they just all walk down to the lake together, and she walks into like the lake, and she starts like kind of floating around. And Krug and Sadie and Weasel walk down to the lake shore. Really, they, no one talks. It's really subdued. It's one of the few moments in the movie that I think is well well done. Mm-hmm. From the end of the rape of Mary to the t- point when they shoot her, I think that's a pretty good chunk of of movie there. Mm-hmm. And Krug holds his hand out, and Weasel gives him the gun. And he like aims at Mary, and he he start. You can see him start to rebuild. I am Krug. I am Krug. Yep. Yep. And he yep. like so he, you know what I mean. <laughs> I am. Groot. I am Groot. Yes. But he starts to rebuild that like hyper masculine violent persona. Cocks the gun, shoots Mary. Cocks the gun, shoots her again. After that, we get into the revenge portion, right. which is which is f- sometimes fun, sometimes weird. Yeah. Um. You can see where John Hughes had his uh, got his inspiration for Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it turns it really turns, it into, turns into Home, into Home Alone. Alone. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, so yeah, like basically what happens is they they're like, ah, our car's broken down, so they go to the they go to Mary's parents' house, and they're like, uh, our car's broken down. Might we stay with you? Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Don't know you. Come stay with us. It's 1972. Junior's coming off of heroin. Does. Amazingly good vomit. Oh, the sounds. vomit sounds are. Uh, I think he may have actually been puking. It's he, that he did it. It's gross. Yeah, he did a good job. He did a good job with it. It grossed I'm us all out. Right now. I know. I know. Because the anyway, dude is disgusting. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. His teeth are three oh, inches long. I mean, I don't have the best teeth in the world, but fuck, his dude, worst. This you don't guy. have black lines no, in between your no. teeth. Well, he's doing heroin. Anyway, the mom comes in and she's like, why are you vomiting in my house? Right. And she sees a necklace that they gave to the girl at the beginning of the movie. And she's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Mary's necklace. Hold on. So she goes in and 
she goes through the luggage and she finds bloody clothes and she's like, okay, okay. husband, wake up. Let's run directly to the shore. To where the body is? Maybe they found it floating. Maybe it was on the shore and they pulled it off. Seems like some real luck happened in there to find her body. But it did. So I'll they, take it. They find her body. And they're like, they bring it in. So Bird is immediately like, why don't they call the police? I'm like, you've seen four of these movies. You know what they're going (laughs) to do next. They're going to kill all of these people. It's such a, it's just, it's such an improbable character choice. I think uh, an improbable um, switch. Yeah. Well, and then I think part of it is like the going back to what I brought into the movie, knowing from the documentaries, Mm -hmm. mom and dad are like they say like all that blood and violence aren't they aren't you the love generation we're talking kind of about vietnam right. and but but part of his other theme was the more you're exposed to real violence the less the less attractive it will seem and also i think he's showing us the capability of people for acts of heinous violence. Okay. Because mom and Because even the goofy mom and dad who have been doing nothing but mom and dad hijinks. Right. Can't not really good at baking a cake. They they're putting the like there's it's all like that. It's very like leave it to be very Yes. Yeah. yeah. So even even clear yeah, even the cleavers the can, cleavers cleave can kill people. Right. And and I think the home alone thing mm-hmm. is important too because it seems like cleaver. Yeah. Here, so it's like, here we go. I'm I'm setting a booby trap, and ooh, we're gonna electric. Yeah. It, that all feels kind of like, like Home Alone. Goofy, yeah. Goofy, and then what we end up with instead, because is dad with a fucking chainsaw. Dad, dad with a chainsaw, and mom slitting Sadie's throat in her sleep, and biting, biting, biting his dick, dick, dick off. Dick. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the setup is oh, it's, it's shaving cream on the ground. Oh, he's gonna electrify a door handle. That right. will work. He's the. It's all goofy. He's even like. Testing out maybe this pipe wrench will work. No, that won't work. Oh, which, how about the shotgun? Which like, feels good. Where when he's got the wrench goofy. and he's like, a garbage can is a shield. And, it all ooh, feels and, goofy. And then, and and that is what I think. Okay, I think to to West to talk about like West Craven motivation. Everything we see up until the violence starts feels like like a wacky hijinks violent like we're like we're gonna see quote unquote movie violence like right. he's gonna slip on the thing yeah and, he's gonna yeah. slip and he's gonna bang him on the head and then he's gonna give him a shake and, and yeah. you're like okay here comes some movie violence and then mom bites weasel's cock off yeah and weasel bleed we don't cut back to him by the no. way so he's tied up by the lake and he bleeds to death from his bitten off dick yeah, that's in the movie, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're like, oh, oh man, uh, that was pretty violent, right? Because the shaving cream doesn't really work. The other stuff doesn't really, and the, it's not until yeah, cream, Jack gets a chainsaw. And yeah, then. and and I think it's important too that the hijinks are shown to fail. Yes, what they is all a, fail. What is effective is brutal, full frontal violence. Yes. Like Krug comes in and he's oh I slipped in the sh- shaving cream and Dad's like oh, I'm gonna beat you up and then Krug beats the fuck out of him. Yep. And you're like, none of that. Oh, the hi- <laughs> movie violence isn't real. Yeah. It doesn't work. Krug is real violence. Yes. Krug comes in and even though he's shot, he's willing to be genuinely violent. Dad's like I'm gonna trip you with this tripwire and then I'm gonna shoot you with my my scatter gun. Kind of worked. 
<laughs> but then didn't. It doesn't yeah. because he's he's like, ooh, I've seen this in the movies, mm-hmm. and Krug's like, I've seen this in the street when I beat a guy to death. Yeah, and now I'm beating you to and death. And he goes over and plays with the dead body of Mary, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, she put up more of a fight than you, old man. And you're like, oh, Krug is a force of genuine violence. Yeah. And when Dad manages to get the upper hand. Uh, Sadie, well, Sadie comes out and she's like, Krug, I'm getting out of here. This is too much. And then mom, they get into a chase, weird girl fight scuffle. And Sadie's running in the dark and doesn't see the, 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 go ahead. I hate girl fights. I hate Uh Uh-huh. The slap fight was so bad. That's why you got to watch Atomic Blonde because it's the best girl fights you've ever fucking seen. Anyway, she falls into the. The the swimming pool mm-hmm. is the word for that. She launches, launches into the jumps swimming pool. Ten feet into the, the pool. that was again that was the actor who played Weasel. That was his idea because she, uh, when they originally scripted it, the mom is able to like beat Sadie down and steal her knife. And Fred, the actor, was like, was that like wouldn't happen, "No, she's a street girl. So how about she trips and falls off the porch and drops her knife, and realizing she's unarmed, tries to flee. And in the dark, maybe she." Do we have what do we got? And they went around and looked. Oh, there's a pool here. And she's like, oh, she's she's in a panic. It's dark. Her eyes are not used to the dark yet, so she falls in the pool. Mom sees the knife glittering and picks it up, and that's because. And then they move on because right. she's like, now mom has the knife in a fairly plausible way, rather than she bests a girl. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets that. And I then, did appreciate that about the Krug dad fight, which was dad is a. He's doesn't a doctor. Fight. He, yeah. He's a stuffy academic. Yeah, he doesn't he, know what he's doing. He doesn't. connects a few times, but to know He like, doesn't get the upper hand. No. Um, and Krug goes to leave and gets electrocuted, and that's what stuns Krug long enough for Dad to get down in the basement yeah. to get the chainsaw. Yeah. So we get a cool... I like the neck slash. I thought that effect was pretty sweet. That was cool. Mm-hmm. When Mom slash... Uh, Sadie's trying to claw, crawl out of the pool, and Mom cuts her throat. So Sadie had the actor, the actress who played Sadie had a blood packet on her chest and blood in her mouth. Mm -hmm. So when Sadie's slashes her throat, she goes to grab her throat, but pushes on the blood packet with the heels and it sprays up her chin. And simultaneously, she she pours the rest of it out of her mouth. And that's how you get so much blood on her face. And it looks really good. It was good. That was a good effect. And then Sadie's dead. Yeah. And then we cut inside where dad is fighting Krug with a chainsaw. A literal a chainsaw. It's a real chainsaw. Because Krug is picking up like wooden chairs and you it's can see him. cutting into the furniture. And it's not even one of those things where they're like, all right, we're going to put this on clamps and dad's going to. You can see Krug's hands holding yeah. the shit as dad saws through it. And you're like, what Man, the? just you talking about yeah, it, like my me... guts are like. Yeah. I'm getting angry. Like, yeah. I'm getting. Like, oh, will you turn what? that off? It's like, don't they my know anything risen. about. I'm like, guys. About safety first? Yeah, like, like, what the fuck? This there is was, 1973, though. There's clearly no stunt coordinator. This is, <laughs> movies like this are probably the reason why there's so many, like, safety regulations oh, on film actors sets. Losing so, like, hands. Exactly, oh, yeah. So, and it doesn't even happen once. He saws, like, halfway Several through a chair. Times, yeah. And then Bird missed it. But you remember when he grabs, Krug falls back and he grabs the, like, uh, it's, chair, it's like I an think. end table. Yes. And he throws it at the dad, and the dad hits it away with the chainsaw and saws like six inches into it. And I'm like, still, that's real. Yeah. The whole time, that chainsaw is real as fuck. I'm like, also, oh he cut my. through the door. He yeah. literally cut through the door. Actually, to cut get, through the doorknob. He yeah. saws through the door around the doorknob to get out, and then Krug is throwing wood and stuff at him, and he's sawing through it in the air. And you're like, holy Christ. Yeah. This is legit as shit. And then Krug manages. I would be pissing my pants. Yeah. It was fucking scary. Like that was, it was scary. It was scary in two ways. One, like 
Something about the sound of a chainsaw. Oh, I did a. They did a Halloween, uh, a haunted forest in July that my buddy mm-hmm. Brian and I went to a couple weeks ago, and I was fine with all of it. Some creepy shit. It's really mm-hmm. well done. But the very end, you go through a tent, and the other side, somebody starts up a chainsaw nope. and chases you with it. There's no blade on it. I was totally Doesn't fine matter. until that happened. I, I was like. I, I, and you know and you that know. there's no blade on. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The Doesn't matter. Rah, rah, rah. I was like, like, I'm done. I'm running. Mm-hmm. I'm running. I have to run now. <laughs> I turned around and I ran into this dude behind me. He's like six and a half feet tall. I'm like, I thought he was part of our group. No, it was another guy with a chainsaw with a clown mask on. So I'm dying here in so the yeah. woods in northern Michigan tonight. <laughs> this is this shit got real. So, Chainsaws terrifying. Yeah. So legit, the last maybe ten minutes of this movie are actually pretty good. Yeah. Because it's not we're not trying to like make messages or stay. We're just chasing with chainsaws. We're slitting yep. throats. We're watching an old guy maybe get beat to death. We're yeah. like, because can you? There's a moment where you I, you kind of know that the parents are gonna come out on top because this movie is old enough that you've heard the end. Yeah. But there's a moment where I'm like. Is he gonna beat the dad to death in the same room as the dead as body dead, yeah. of his daughter? What in the fuck is this? Yep. So the last ten move, minutes of this movie are legit. Yeah, I did. The, the last ten minutes are the only enjoyable part of this. I like the performance beats after the the rape. I thought that yeah. was kind of that was yeah. pretty cool. And knowing what I knew coming in about the his, like his thesis statement about violence, right? And like, hey, look, they were just really violent, and I've made them. He does kind of make them vaguely likable. In a weird way, where they're like they 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 seem like movie outlaw characters. Well, he pops the balloon. We know they're bad because of the yeah. There's right. a little bit of that. Um. So just a, a comment about the ending. Like I didn't realize how this was going to end. I thought mm. this was a an I spin on your grave movie. So as soon as they get to her and she's dead, dead. Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't cognize that oh, at first. And I was wow. like, wait, how does this movie end then? If, if she's the, dead. If the, if the final, if the final, final girl, girl is dead, dead who, how what, are the bad guys going to come up? Right. So, and then I think I asked you, I was like, wait a second, is she dead? And you're like, like yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh. And then, well, I don't even think the light bulbs came on at that point because your next thing was like, why aren't they calling the cops? And I'm like, We've shifted. Yeah, the, the parents are the angels of vengeance now. Yes. It's it's kind of you see it. You, actually, you know what? No, you don't really see this specific thing happen in movies today. No, you don't. Where like the bad guys get flipped and become the victims because in a weird way the parents become easily as violent. And oh, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Biting a dick off. Yeah, man. Like yeah, I I think that. Some of that was unbelievable. We've the dad that. like snapping at the end and getting the chainsaw. Yeah, that, that was believable right. to me. Like he's tried all these things and they're not working. And then fuck it all, well, I'm getting the chainsaw. But the mom being super super intimate with this villain. No, I that, so much so that she puts his dick in her mouth. I believe yeah. it though. We've seen it, and mm. I spit on your grave. Here's why I believe oh, no. it. Here's why I believe it. Um, the mom is a. We're, I'm just gonna say like typical average like leave it to leave it to beaver mom right she's just like well I'm a lady doodly do making my cakes and they don't turn out good right. um she's yeah she's um, Mrs. Foreman yeah yeah exactly so her daughter's been raped and murdered and her and her husband ostensibly have had a conversation like they're not getting out of her house alive and they've flipped but they originally when they when they start this plan in motion they're both operating on like Basically, the dad is operating on like movie John Wayne violence right. logic. Right, a tripwire and some shenanigans. The mom is almost more effective 
effectively genuinely violent off the bat and i think what she realizes i think and again i'm reading into this because it's not in the film but i think that what she's doing is she's saying my husband has his tools and his shaving cream and his john wayne mentality and his shotgun in the basement what do i have that will allow me to be physically effective against men who are larger than me who have weapons so she plays basically the black the not the Marvel Black Widow but the Black mm-hmm. Widow the Black character, Widow yeah the, which the is spider like, in the middle of the web yeah this and she notices because tantalize and then he no, yeah she notices that um, Weasel is is sexually interested in her mm-hmm. he starts hitting on her and she sees her in that is where her decision comes from it's not her just being like Ooh, I'm gonna suck him and bite him he she's crying holding like her daughter. Uh, her daughter's necklace or her bloody clothes or whatever she's oh no she has a she has a drink and she's like oh my god oh my god wine with ice in it and weasel comes at bad coloration or bad fake liquor yeah bad fake liquor okay Okay. but weasel comes in and he's like hey it's sweet vermouth yeah (laughs) sweet vermouth everyone's (laughs) drinking vermouth but weasel comes in and he's like hey how's it going I could are you hungry for anything? Like, it, right, he's, yeah. I could hit that. Well, he's very overt, and she's like, he's like, I didn't see your husband, and she's like, well, he's in there, and he's like, you don't know where your husband is. She's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of him, and you can see like the beginnings of something coming together. She's working it out, yeah. and he's like, I'll tell you what, I could, I could do that with my hands tied behind my back, and she's like, got it, got it. Oh, could you? Yeah. yeah. So the, it's not like her first impulse is like, so like I'm gonna be a sexy temptress murderess. Right. She he basically her hands her the plan, mm-hmm. and she's that's, like, Yeah, I, that's not really what I was getting at. What I was getting at is the um, the distance that people like to use with murder. Like they don't like to be right up on it. Right. You know, like they like to have a tool. So there's so there's cognitive sort of, right. distance and physical distance, and she's just like. Boom! Right there. Well, Wes Craven's whole thesis was to remove the distance from violence. That's why she he she does that partially because it supports Craven's thesis, which is like if you are gonna see violence, I'm gonna show you violence. And there's nothing violent about a scope and a thousand yards and a little dot falling over. There's something violent about spitting a dick out of your mouth and then going to rinse the blood and viscera out of your mm-hmm. teeth. That's why he did that. Like in the in movie logic, fuck movie logic. This is Last House on the Left. Right. You know, like the, I enough. think I think we're able to get to the point where mom's decision makes sense. Where it's like, okay, he has given her these tools, and the first thing she does is zip his dick up in his zipper. Oh right. And she's like, oops. Oh, you're little man. You're little fella. She keeps calling mm-hmm. little. She's it's not little. It's not little. It's just you scared, scared it. Scared it. Yeah. And so like so. You know, she's she's handed the tools of her contribution to this violence. And actually, she kills more of them she than, does. than he does. She yeah, kills she that does. one and kills Sadie. Yeah, because Junior kills himself. Yeah, seriously. Krug. Oh my god. That I love that moment. You know, That's I was thinking up. about that after you said that. And I was wondering if maybe it was almost like his weird fucked up fathering instinct coming in and saying like if you do this to yourself really quickly, you're out. It's gonna you're be, not going to be you're caught not gonna, by the cops. You're not going to have to fight this guy. And like you're choosing your own way out. And maybe an like a read. weird, weird, it's fucked not, up dad. Because there's a, there's a brief moment of fuck. 
on Krug's face after he after, does it. After the shot? Yeah. The shot felt more like surprise to me, but yeah. like I, I actually like that reading. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily too. share it, but I like that reading yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I think more it's Krug being like because I'm not saying that's what you should it's, get right. out It's of a it. cool way to I like that I like that seeing through that lens. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I think that's a cool way to look at it. I think it was more it. just he's a malevolent, malicious asshole. I, yeah, I agree. Like, we we haven't talked we talked about it when we watched kid, the movie, but you. obviously Krug is a prototypical Freddy Krueger. Right. So he becomes like the template for Wes Craven's like irredeemable monster. Exactly. Um, so that I think the the reading of that's man, a, he really hates kids. He does. Yeah, but I like I really like that scene when he when uh, um, he's got Junior's got the gun on his dad, and his dad's like kind of pushing him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go and shoot. And me. then he's like, "Here's what I want you to do. You're gonna put that gun in your mouth, and you're gonna blow your brains out. And then they they get close on his face. That's it's really an intense moment. And then you know the the effect is dumb. Yeah. but whatever. Um. So yeah, like, the, and then what we end with, the dad chainsawing this guy to death, mm-hmm. gets up and sits down in the chair, and the wife comes over and puts her hand on his shoulder, and there's an awesome, like, full room shot, which creates this tableau. It's a good shot. Yeah, it's got the happy birthday thing in hanging the in the background. Dad the is house is tore up. Dad is bloody, covered and, in blood, yeah. and he's slumped and exhausted. And the wife is like conciliatory with one yeah. hand on his shoulder, and they freeze. They, they don't they don't freeze oh, frame. Man, I need to make this an art, dude. That, it's perfect. Like yeah, almost like um, I could do a cross stitch of it. <gasps> do it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like, know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm gonna cross stitch <laughs> the tableau at the end of the last house on the line. Dude, it's a great like that last shot is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's I'll a good way to Yeah, you got you that's there's a few moments. Yeah. Look, and I'm with I'm with you guys, okay? I'm no, I know I, you I'm are. a little bit I'm devil's advocating so we can have a conversation. Sure. I'm with you. The movie, not great. Right. Overhyped, does not live up to the hype. Right. But there's a few moments that you have to give the film. That's one of them. I think the Krug blow your brains out moment, Sadie's blood packet, the moment after Mary is raped and, and mm-hmm. right before she's killed, up to her killing. Yeah. That's all pretty good. Those are moments, yeah. Yeah. I there's other little stuff. There's there's a there's stuff in this movie that's definitely like that will redeem it. And if you've and got, you can see Wes Craven figuring himself out too yeah. as a writer and a director and then because I think it was I think so. Hills Have Eyes came out before Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, his next movie. His next was movie is The Hills, the Hills Have, Have Eyes, Eyes, which is fucking. Um, I think it's an amazing movie. I'm a, I'm with you, and I've seen it recently enough that I can say that we're not misremembering. The Hills Have Eyes is really good. Okay. The Hills Have Eyes is like they eat a fucking baby. Yeah. Well, uh, d- I haven't no. seen this. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do we'll the. Do it. We'll do that. And the is it Rob Zombie did the remake? Uh yes, he yeah. did. So we'll we'll figure that out at some point yeah. in the future. But like, in a weird way, because his next film is The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes is like he figured a bunch of shit out when he did Last House on the Left, and then he. It's not, it doesn't go further than this movie. No, but he hones it. Yeah, it's, it's sharper, well crafted. At yes, that point. It's, he's getting a sense of how of filmmaking. Yes, this movie is very much, very much like we got a camera. Like Bird said, it's like student film. It's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to make this our is the, this, this is the school is a, of hard knocks, and not the senior year film. It's like the sophomores put By the a way, film he, together on the Blu-ray. There is Wes Craven's um, a student film that he made is on awesome. the, oh, the special features. So anyway, uh, I don't have nothing else for the yeah. movie, but I have a 
lot of back like history, like backstory and documentary notes. Cool, I dig that. You guys want to dive in a little? Yeah, sure. I have. Do to, you have? I have other. I notes. have to piss myself. Oh Go. my god, ditto. <laughs> okay, I'll stop it right here. We'll come back. 